This is a Voice It podcast. I'm KLG and each episode I'll bring to you different stories from business people across the UK on It's Your Business. Everyone has a story to tell. Why not voice it? Voiceitpr.com. Hello and welcome to this episode of It's Your Business with me, KLG. And today we're going full circle with Tracy Heatley. And Tracy was one of my protégés back in the day when I trained Tracy in radio. And she now has her own successful podcast, Be Better with Tracy Heatley, and runs networking Bob Clubs Business Over Breakfast in the Northwest as well. Very busy lady, fantastic marketing consultant, and we're going to talk about all things that. So, hello, Tracy. Hi, Car. I'm very excited. We have come full circle. We have. I feel a bit nervous. I'm like, why am I nervous when I'm talking to the person that I trained? And I've done it a million times, but I think it just seems odd. Yeah, because we're both broadcasters now. <laughs> yeah, it feels great, but it feels a bit strange at the same time. But I'm, I'm looking forward to this because you were a business network leader with the Bob Clubs when I came across you. So I joined you a Bob Club, Business Over Breakfast, which is a great networking group across the Northwest. And I just came along and told you that I was building a radio station at the time and I'd built it and we just, we clicked anyway, but everybody in the group was really nice. And once I was on air doing It's Your Business, which has now been taken onto this podcast as the business show, um, I invited you on, didn't I? That was your first taste of the radio. It was. I remember being really nervous. And I remember us getting part way through the interview and I said to you, does it sound okay? You went, are you kidding? You need to be on radio. And that was it. We'll talk more about that, I guess. But a lot's happened. That was over five years ago. Yeah. So we were sitting, Tracy getting interviewed and it was flowing. It was great. Wonderful local accent. I thought, this sounds really good, actually. And you ended up taking over my... It's your business show, yeah, which was brilliant. But we had many weeks of training. And I'll just tell you, the main thing I remember about the training was your notes. You used to write lots of notes, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it was funny because I've trained so many people in radio. And they never wrote anything down, but Tracy had her notepad and her notes, and I thought, oh, great, she's going to go and swat up later on and reread this and then come back all knowledgeable again next week, which she did, and got to the stage where you could actually host your own radio show. What did that feel like at the time? At the time, I remember being nervous, so I wasn't nervous about actually broadcasting and presenting but I was really nervous of the equipment. Do you remember? I remember looking at the mixing desk, being petrified, thinking, how on earth am I going to remember to do all this? As well as sounding like I'm confident and I know what I'm doing on air. And obviously it, it's, it was live, wasn't it? It wasn't recorded. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I remember being incredibly nervous, but I learned so much from you. I definitely would not have gone on to be doing what I'm doing now and have an award-winning podcast myself now. So, it, yeah, it was a challenge and I was scared. But you've got to get out of your comfort zone, haven't you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's great to see how you flourish. And I love it, obviously, because I was there in, at the start. 
But it is difficult at first, but it's like driving a car. I say this to everyone. Once you've learned it all, you don't actually think, where do I put my foot? When do I change gear? It just all happens. And yeah. it's the very same in a radio studio. So you, you're talking, but your actions are actually doing uh, what you should be doing with different faders and different things at the same time. Because, like I say, it's like driving a car and you just get used to it. You and do. You, you just you just get used to it. Mm-hmm. And I went on to do another business show and do a Saturday fun show uh, for, know, for a few just, hours on a different radio station. So, it's yeah, it's been amazing. But I would never, ever have even thought about getting into radio if you hadn't spotted something that I didn't even know I had. So thank you for that. <laughs> Let's talk about your podcast now. It's Be Better with Tracy Heatley, which is the same as your website. And I love it. I listen to it all the time. And I, I love you. Thank you. Yeah, I listen to it because I'll tell you why I like it. I mean, I do assess other people's podcasts and listen, but I'll tell you why I like yours. It's short and sweet. If I want to binge a few of them at the same time, if I'm needing to catch up, it's not onerous for me because they are so short and sweet. I always take away something that I don't know. I might think I know about marketing and everyone can always learn something. But there's always a little golden nugget in there. And I think, oh, I must remember that or I must do that. And it's in simple terms. You know that you know what you're talking about, which is good as well. And yeah, I enjoy it because of that. So it's informative, it's short and sweet. And if I want to have more of it, I can have more. And if I want to re-listen, Again, that's not a big task to because it's maybe five, 10 minutes or 15 minutes, whatever. They're not great big long podcasts. Some of the podcasts these days are so long that you're kind of setting time aside that you haven't got, or I wait till I'm on a long journey or something like that. But with yours, I just think it's to the point, it's well constructed. I know what I'm getting. So it's like a series, you know, once you get hooked, you, you get hooked. And I, and I like it like that. And compliment to you, you've complimented me for, for getting you there and um, et cetera. But my new podcast, How to Podcast for Business and Introduction, they're very, very short and sweet as well. I've just followed that because I said to people who are learning to podcast or want to podcast, what do you like? What do you enjoy listening to and why? And if they say, oh, it's because it's short and sweet and gives me all the information I need, but I can uh, listen to loads in a row if I want to, that's what I wanted to do as well. So that's what I'm doing with mine. So how are you finding your podcasting? I I love it. I absolutely love it. And I've actually just this morning, my trailer's gone out for my uh, season three. So my podcast goes out every Thursday morning. So I did the trailer for it to go out. So mine has been split into three seasons. So the first one was how to be a networking ninja. And it was all about networking. And what I found with that is some people listen to it. And it was I thought I knew everything about networking. And actually, you know, it really breaks it down. There's some good tips in there. And then the season two was all was just me. Say just me. I'm very qualified to do what I do in experience, uh, giving advice about marketing. But the idea is that it it breaks it down. So there's no business terminology in there that people are not going to understand. It's specifically for small business owners. So they've got tips to to do it themselves. Obviously, I have my mentoring and my consultancy clients, but 
if somebody's not at that stage yet where they need professional support, it's just tips in there for them to do. But I love doing it. I get really good feedback on it. They are short. And I think it's important to, yes, they're, they're 10, 15 minutes long, but you know, you so when you're doing your podcast, you're editing it, you're putting it out there. So there's more time that goes into it than that. But I feel it's enough because otherwise you can get information at overload and it can almost dilute what you're saying. Um, so I did the trailer for season three. So this next is I'm really excited, Kath, because I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna have guests on again the idea is still the same I'm not interviewing them about their business these are guests reputable experts in their field that can add value to my listeners so okay. I've got an international very well known the the books that she's written are very very well known I'm not giving any names up yet I'm not I'm kind of not not date, name dropping but she's an expert in her field she lives in Florida Florida but we've we've sorted that so she's coming on for some uh, Facebook group experts SEO experts you know they giving them just value, valuable tips like I do, but in their chosen field. So I'm really excited about some of the guests that we've got on. So it'll be a combination of me doing some and guests on others. Brilliant. Um, And that's another thing I say to people on the podcast in training, and it's something else I'm doing. You don't have to interview people. You're the expert in your field. Just talk for five, 10 minutes. Yeah. Value to whoever's listening. And again, my second season um, will be, interviewing people who have now got their own podcast so it's the same thing you know what did you go through for that so it's it's adding on it's adding value so people because you learn so much don't you from other people Mm -hmm. you do you're always learning I feel I'm always learning all the time and I can't not learn something from someone and as long as people are listening with with that in mind as well mine's very very basic for very very first starters but like you, it's jargon free. It's oh my god, I could actually start and practice the podcast with no equipment, kind of thing. Um, and then of course, as it goes on, it will go a little bit more in depth, and it'll go a little bit more talking to people like say who who've had a podcast. So I'll have to get you on that again at a different time. And I do think giving people. Things like that to listen to that they're a little bit more exciting. If they can do it, I can do it too. Attitude, you know, it gives you that little boost and a little bit of motivation to get out there and do it. Now, you're a small business marketing and networking specialist, and you bring that obviously to your podcast. Tell us a little bit about that and, and how does the Bob Clubs, Business Over Breakfast, how's that helped you personally along the way, as well as helping those who come along to those networking events? Yeah, m- massively. I, I got into networking back in 2003. <laughs> wow, that's actually a long time ago. I know, it's actually 20 years this year since I've had a business, since I've been a business owner. 20 years I've worked for myself. I can't believe where it's where it's gone. But I started networking and I was a marketing consultant then. I hadn't heard about networking. And now you can imagine at that time when I started my own networking groups 2007, I was having to spend my time educating people about what networking was. It wasn't a thing. It, it wasn't on people's radar. They didn't know what it was. They didn't understand the concept of it, how it was going to work. And you market it as relationship marketing. So I started doing the networking and the two were supposed to run alongside each other. The financial crisis hit and I needed to invest time in getting the networking groups off the ground. So I decided 
for that I was going to spend a couple of years focusing purely on Bob clubs, getting the networking groups off the ground. And I remember my accountant saying to me, well, what about the recession? Similar to where we are now, which is why I'm sharing this with you, because I said to him, well, I'm ignoring it. Yeah, what about it? <laughs> I'm, I'm ignoring it. And, and I'm not being blasé about it. And, I, and, I, and I, it wasn't from a sense of being arrogant and it's not going to affect me kind of thing. Obviously, when I'm looking at strategy for businesses, I'm looking at externally what's going on within the business, what's going to impact it. But at the same time, you can only control what you can control. And mindset is massive. And I think that's really important right now because some people are sitting on the fence, holding back a bit, almost... Some businesses pull back on marketing and networking when times are tough and looking where they've got to save money. But it's the ones that market their way through that come out thriving at the other end. Listen, research has shown that through every single recession, every single issue that's caused panic in business across the world. Those who start a business then, those in market, continue advertising and marketing through that time are the ones that succeed. Um, the ones who go, do you know what? I'm I'm just getting on with it and plod on. The ones who pull back, hold back. It looks like you've gone under. It already looks like you've gone somewhere if you're not visible all of a sudden. And they go, oh, I wonder if so and so was um, a victim no. of the recession. Do you know what I mean? So I've done that as well. I'm like, do you know what? I started this business in April um, at the end of a pandemic, and everyone talking about coming into crisis and. I'm like, no, I'm, I am carrying on, soldiering on just the same. Because if I don't yeah. get out there and talk to people to help them grow the business with podcasting, there's no point me starting in two years when people have already started. Absolutely not, no. And and the numbers of people listening to podcasts are increasing all the time. I looked at the I looked at the figures actually just last week, and forty eight percent of podcast listeners are listening to learn something. I'm going to throw a statistic in. of people who choose to listen to your podcast listen to the end. And I said to people, if you could have 10 people in a room that are choosing to come and sit and listen to you and all about you, would you do it? Yeah. If you could have 20 people in a room sitting, choosing to listen to what you've got to sell, what you've got to provide, would you do it? Yeah. Well, stop thinking about millions of people. Then 20 people might all be paying customers because they yeah, choose exactly. to listen to you. And 60% who choose to listen, listen to the end because they've chosen to listen to that podcast. And it, it's going to be absolutely massive. It's, going to be it's interesting as well because if you look at your stats for your podcast, and I agree with what you're saying, I would rather have 20 people listening to my podcast who are my target market than 2,000 people that aren't. So if you have 10 people listening to your podcast because they want to know about marketing or they want to know about how to do a podcast or they want to know about fishing or they want to know about ergonomics or whatever is their thing if you've got 10 people listening they listen for a reason because they want to listen it's like you say they're choosing to listen to you and I have I've got marketing mentoring clients because of course I'm doing online marketing mentoring now which came as a a consequence of the pandemic I signed my first international client up this week last not not this week last was it last week I started with them anyway within the last couple of weeks I've got my first international marketing mentoring client and the thing is you can the positives of the pandemic is we all learn to do this we learn to do everything online I I don't need to do a podcast sitting next to someone necessarily when I've got all the equipment here that we can do it online and you're in your studio 
I'm in mine. I mean, look at us. And then we can, we can do that. So you can do that internationally. But the other thing people don't think about is sustainability. Mm. If, if you were a private school and you publish a new brochure or a college or a university, brochure, 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 would you not rather have a podcast and somebody who would like to send a child to your school or college or one of the students or learners themselves listen rather than sit and look at a glossy magazine? You're not cutting down trees to listen to a podcast. We're not traveling to do this. You know, it's kind of got the sustainability edge as well. There's mm-hmm. so much going I mean, it's so exciting for me. I just love it. I get so excited about it. Well, I think as well. Years ago, people, whether it's consumers or businesses, they people had to see your message, your brand, about seven times before making a buyer's decision. We've got so much coming at us now from all angles. It's actually increased about 20, 22 times that they've got to see it because we live in such a fast-paced world now. Mm-hmm. And I think that gives a platform for people to get to know you. So for me, I know there's people that will download my podcast that won't become clients, but I'm giving them value. So without me even realizing who they are or how, I'm helping them. Like if you'd not given me that feedback before about how helpful you found it, I wouldn't know, you know? But other people listen and then they think, right, okay, I know her style. I know she knows what she's talking about. And then they'll become clients. Exactly. It's like a little business funnel for people. To get to know, like, and trust you on the podcast, they feel like you're talking to them. It's very intimate in your ears, you know, you're yes. listening intently to that. And when the time is right for them to become a client, they will know you already. And they, and then and that's what you want. Exactly. When, when, it, when and if it, it becomes necessary for them to have a, a marketing consultant for a project or a marketing mentor or even the, the networking training and stuff that I'm doing when that time comes you just want to be in their mind exactly you want to be top of mind when they're thinking of marketing business networking they'd want to think Tracy Heatley if they're thinking podcast podcast training speaking I want them to think about me and and that's the way to do it keep putting content out there I mean it's a mix of content isn't it so your marketing consultant you've got to have a mix of everything going on so you've got to have your social posts your podcasts what would you say is best for you what do you like doing is it the full mix yeah full mix and I think businesses all right if you've got one form of marketing that's working okay so let's say somebody's just networking and they're getting business out of it they're not doing anything else that's great but what you need to be doing is introducing things over time that's part of the reason why I love doing the mentoring because it's a steady process and I get to be a part of it. I get to see my clients grow. The other thing is as well, people think about marketing and that it's going to cost a lot of money. I had one client trouble the turnover and they spent £100 on marketing. It wasn't to do with what they spent. It was to do with making sure the strategy was right. They were reaching the right people, right place, right time. So if, if somebody, your potential customer is going to see or hear about you 22 times, then you need to be building it. But build it gradually, monitor everything, you know, see what's working, what's not, tweak it. I think that's important. You've got to be adaptable to change. But there's so many different things that impact marketing. One of my most um, popular downloaded podcast episodes was imposter syndrome and how it impacts marketing, particularly with service providers. 
And the amount of messages that I had of that, I had a number of messages through LinkedIn saying, thank you so much for that. One in particular, obviously I'm not going to mention who it is, but one in particular was of somebody who, if you looked at the profile, I'm not even going to say whether it's a man or a woman, if you looked at their profile, they're they're very well known in their industry, expert in their field. They've got a really strong online presence, obviously very confident, very successful. And I got a message saying I could relate to all of that. Thank you for sharing it. And thanks for the tips for overcoming it. I would never have looked at that person's website or online profile and thought, oh, there's a potential client for me because they look like they're rocking and rolling with everything. But we all have our own insecurities. Everybody suffers from things like that, Mm -hmm. us included. And and I think a business owner that says they're not, I I don't believe that for a minute. I wake up every day and say, I I can't interview people. I can't record. I can't do that. I've been doing it for donkeys, donkeys. Yeah, look at you. But but I still think I can't do it some days. And then I have to give myself a shake and say, don't be ridiculous. You've been doing this for years. If you can't do it, you, you everybody gets it. You do. And if you they say do. you haven't, well. But it can have such a massive impact on marketing because, again, mm. like we were saying before about people pulling back, if people are suffering in that way, and I, I I think this applies more to service providers than than anybody else. But even so, they very subconsciously pull back on the marketing, sometimes not realising they're doing it. Mm. And then it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy because if they do that, then they are going to be more likely to fail or find challenges that they wouldn't have had. We don't want this podcast to be too long. We could, we could chat all day about all I, this. I know, we better not. <laughs> I want three tips for networking and three tips for marketing sorry I'm just putting you on the spot I don't even know three tips for networking surround yourself with the right people find the right vibe tribe when you're thinking about networking don't always be thinking about what you're going to get out of it I think if you have an attitude of how can I help you and you do that with enough people networking karma comes back and and it supports you. So I think find the right group or right type of networking for you. Have that approach of helping other people. And also, before you do any of that, get your networking strategy in place. You need a networking strategy and a marketing strategy kind of crosses over. But if you don't know who your ideal customer is, you can't expect to get referrals from other people. You need to educate them in order to do that, you need to be clear in your mind what do you want to get out of the networking because not everybody's in it just for referrals and clients. There's so much, many other benefits. So what do you want to get out of it? Who do you want introductions to? And how can people help you? But all importantly, just have that attitude of helping other people and it will eventually come back to you. With the marketing, obviously, you know, strategy and planning is crucial. The biggest mistake I think that a lot of people make is thinking, oh, marketing means getting on social media but with what you need to get your messages in place and I've just written an article that's been published internationally I came up with this phrase which is now being trademarked as sporadic marketing syndrome and it's when a lot of small businesses will dip in and out of marketing but what that means is as you get ups and downs with your marketing you get ups and downs with your sales revenue then your cash flow and your profit so consistency is key so you're better off doing a little bit and often 
than doing a massive amount, like a massive campaign and then pulling back. Bearing in mind that I specialise in working with small businesses, so my advice is directed to them, but get the right strategy in place. And if you don't know how to do it, even if it's not me, if it's another marketing mentor, get a marketing professional to help you. So where can people find you, Tracy? The best, well, I'm on LinkedIn. So now I have that uh, profile on LinkedIn that says follow, but if you click on the three dots, you can connect with me. Uh, my website is tracyheatley.com. So it's Tracy without an E and it's Heatley, H-E-A-T-L-E-Y.com. And that's probably the best way to get hold of me. On socials, I'm Tracy Heatley UK on most things. Thank you so much for that today, Tracy. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'll see you next time. Voiceitpr.com.